Hey, sweet friend. So I'm going to give you a little bit of behind the scenes look today at two lessons that I am learning this week. And I think there's some really good takeaways here for you. So I think they're going to give you a good glimpse into my heart and how I'm growing through this season and where God is leading me. And I want you to think about as I'm sharing this, how does this apply to me? Where do I feel these things to, these pressures and these expectations? What can I learn from this? What can I take away from this and apply in my own life? Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time, your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform? With so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support. Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures, prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be, for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Okay, so as we dive in here, so for some context, we are about to enter this season of transition. So we've been stationed apart. Uh, I've had the boys with me here at Fort Hood, Texas since late October is when we moved. And so Tim and I have been stationed apart. He was able to visit over Thanksgiving and over Christmas and then hadn't been able to visit since then until this past weekend. And he's just waiting on his orders. There's a delay in the process. So he's kind of stuck there for an extra month, which is really frustrating to say the least since, you know, we've kind of been counting down the days, obviously, until we come back together. But when he comes, we will only have one week of overlap and then I have to leave for my training course for like two and a half months. And so that's where we're at. So in some ways, I'm like really looking forward to this, the close of this chapter of actually being stationed fully apart so he can like come home. But at the same time, it's sad because we still won't really be together for a little bit. Uh, the boys are staying here with him and we're going to kind of get him integrated into the routines here with them and everything like that. And then I've got to leave. So he was able to come to visit just for a couple days this past weekend. And it was such a gift. It was such a joy. And we it was, I feel like it was like exactly what my heart needed and what we both needed to kind of hold us over for the rest of this time apart. Because, you know, anybody who is, is apart right now from your husband or is stationed apart from your family or whatever your situation is, you know how hard it is or if you've done that in the past. And we've spent a little over half of our five years of marriage apart, whether it's for field training, rotations, just being stationed apart because of career timelines, not matching up, man. So dual military life is tough. And for many of you, I know you're in the same boat. So I know you feel me, but I feel like we don't talk about it often enough. So we're going to have to talk about it more on this podcast, but 
Yeah, so that's where we're at. We are about to be in this season of transition where I'm preparing in the next two weeks to leave for my training course and I'm going to Maryland for that and then coming back. So, and Tim's going to be moving here, getting, you know, situated with the boys and everything like that. And so after spending this weekend together, you know, and having like a really full weekend of beautiful memories that we made together, I was feeling a little bit disoriented on Monday. I'm not going to lie. And I definitely had some of those moments in the first thing in the morning that were coming up of like, what do I do? What am I doing with my time here? Because usually my normal is to wake up around five and have a hour or two focus work block before the kids wake up. That way I can be focusing on them when they wake up, get them breakfast, go in, um, finish up everything to get out the door for work. And usually I'm doing my workout either during lunch or in the evening times and the weekends as well. And so that's kind of my normal schedule. But I have to be very, very productive with my short periods of time in the morning for my focus work time because that's the time I can be really present to my work. And so whether it's recording a podcast, prepping for a podcast, um, doing work for my clients, uh, writing emails, you know, the behind the scenes stuff to keep a business running, that that's the stuff I have to do during that early work block time. And man, I felt so dang disoriented on Monday and I realized the reason was I missed my time planning on Sunday. And this is something that I talked about in my recent podcast episodes. If you want to go back and listen, if you haven't already, about how to prioritize your physical and mental health when everyone else tends to come first and you've got no time. So we're shifting out of burnout. And so I give you in two, a two-part episode, number 74 and 75, I give you five ways to reduce burnout, stress, and mom guilt. One of these tips is to prioritize scheduling in your fundamental needs. And one of the fundamental needs I recommend for everybody is just a little bit of a planning session where you sit down, you look at your week ahead, you kind of orient yourself to it. You orient yourself to here's all my meetings. Here's all my do outs. Here's my tasks. I really got to prioritize. And here's just what I'm going to walk into when I get into the week. So I'm not blindsided by any of it, you know, and also so that I can kind of prepare myself ahead. I can figure out where I need to make meals ahead a little bit more because it's going to be a crazy day. Or maybe it's, you know, I need to, I need to schedule in my workouts on these days because I know I'm not going to have time for it these days. So we have to, then once we figure out that schedule, it gives us, it's kind of the then ripple effect that allows everything else to flow smoothly. But I did not take the time to do that on Sunday. And so there I enter Monday and I knew I needed to sit down with my schedule and my planner. And I was kind of swirling around in my mind, like, what are all the things I got to do? But it's different. You guys know having it in your mind and as mental clutter versus putting it on paper and actually giving it a time and a place of when things are going to get done. Because that's what we tend to do. We tend to have these long to-do lists, whether it's in our mind or whether it's somewhere else on a million sticky notes on our phone, in a planner, maybe even, but then we don't give it a time and space. And so we feel that anxiety about how am I going to use all of my time? Well, I never have enough time for everything that needs to get done. And it's that anxiety around when is everything going to happen and always feeling like you're either trying to catch up or trying not to fall behind, right? That's where we get that drowning sensation, the kind of survival mode of running around like a crazy person. And that's kind of how I felt on Monday. So of course I get to work, my army work, and I'm sitting down and doing, you know, kind of orienting myself to my schedule and figuring out what my priorities need to be for the week and everything. I had a pretty good grip on my army stuff, but this was more like 
life and business. Like that's the kind of stuff, like all the stuff that keeps our family running smoothly, all the things that we want to prepare for this upcoming month, all the things I want to kind of tie up loose ends on as we hand off, I hand off the family to Tim really. And so everything from like birthday and Easter planning for birthday planning for Matthew and Easter planning, you guys know, like all the stuff that you are carrying around as the invisible load of motherhood. And so I felt like then when I entered Monday morning, that one work block that I have as my kind of go-to time to get stuff done, I sat there and I was like, what the heck am I supposed to even do? And then I felt like I wasted the time not knowing what to do with myself. And I instead was like, okay, well, I've, I still have some dishes to catch up on. Our dishwasher is broken right now and it's the biggest pain in the butt. Um, not being able to do dishes there and having to do all of them by hand, it takes a lot of extra time. So I caught up a bit on dishes and I got like one or two little tiny things done, but I just felt really like I wasted that time. And then I was beating myself up, up about it for most of the day. I had kind of given my, my own coach an update and I shared with her how I felt really disoriented. And I was like, I know why I didn't do my planning session. And there I was really judging myself for it. And she just gave me this really great reminder of oftentimes we need, that's the thing. Coaches can really give you permission to give yourself grace. She was like, Megan, instead of just judging yourself, going into judgment mode and shame mode of, oh, I should have done that. We have these wirings that are so deep in this belief that the more we judge ourselves, the more we beat ourselves up for something, the better we're going to remember it next time or the better we're going to be. The higher level standard we try to hold ourselves to, the better we're going to perform. And there's a truth to that. But at the same time, this kind of punishment, shame-based approach to beating yourself up and just the, the kind of harsh inner critic, negative self-talk is not always useful. And it's just all tied up in that blame and shame narrative. And so she called me out on that in a really good way, called me up, I would say, called me in. And she was like, Megan, why don't you look at this instead of like, wow, that was a really great confirmation of how useful and important that planning session really is in your life. And you knew that, right? You knew that. And so you can look at it and be like, wow, how great, how helpful of a confirmation of the critical importance of this. And you know, you can just be like, thank you, Lord, I received this confirmation and I'm going to work to remember it next Sunday. And you can just recognize that choice of, okay, I chose to do the dishes. I hadn't done my weekly planning and I'm seeing the fruit of that. I'm seeing that I'm feeling a little bit disoriented and looking at that a little bit more neutrally instead of so judgmentally and kind of wiring that in a little bit more positive way. Right. And so I thought that was really, really helpful because just a micro example of the ways that we tend to beat ourselves up for everything, anything and everything. And it also just confirmed the importance of doing something as simple as taking 10 minutes to look ahead for your week so you don't feel like you're going into your week blind. And how many of us tend to do this, you know, or like I said, you have that million mile long to-do list, but you don't feel like you have a time and place for everything that needs to get done or a prioritization of what needs to happen first. So then when you have those little pockets of time, which are already super limited anyways, because you're always so busy, you don't know what to do with it. And it's even more anxiety and even more guilt in no matter what way you spend that time. So that's why we have to prioritize. And if you go and listen to those episodes, you will see the importance of that. And I'm actually going to share pretty soon a behind the scenes of a client call where we were actually diving into these topics for you to hear so that you can really put yourself, kind of see yourself in her shoes as well, because I just think it's going to resonate with so many of you and the struggles of this. And so 
there's two reminders in that. I guess I'm, I'm going to have three main points here, but two reminders in that. One is to give yourself grace and to when you notice yourself going into that judgment mode, the just like really critical condemnation mode, how can you be more compassionate with yourself, be more curious in that moment and be like, what is the lesson here? And look at that more objectively instead of making it mean something about you as a person and your worth. You know what I mean? Like I was really beating myself up about this and I was like, I know better. I knew better, you know, and yeah, I chose to spend this time with my husband when he came and it meant the weekend got a little bit away from us, but that's okay because that was a beautiful weekend and I, it was a great reminder of the importance of this planning session and integrating that into my week and how much more that really helps everything flow smoothly throughout the week as I enter the week. Okay, so that is the first one. The second one is that I felt like part of my feeling of feeling disoriented in this time of transition was that I felt like I had this pressure, this really intense pressure to speed up, to be really productive. And it kind of ties back to what I was saying of like, I got to use this time really well, right? And I know I've got limited time in this window before one Tim arrives and I leave. And so it's kind of like, there's a lot that needs to happen in that period of time. And there's also a lot going on emotionally in that period of time and in our, our family life. And so why was I feeling this pressure to speed up and just to pour myself into being really, really productive? So my coach recommended to me, just get really curious what's behind that. You know, ask yourself, why are you feeling pressure to speed up and be productive during this time of transition? And because I was kind of expressing, like, I feel like there's going to be the need to really slow down my pace of producing. And that includes podcast episodes. You know, I, I try to get a number out pretty consistently for you guys every week. And I do that in the little margins of my time here and there in between army life and mom life and all the things. And I'm, I'm really love that so much. And so it feels easy. It feels easy in the sense that definitely a lot of perseverance and a lot of creativity to make it work, but easy in the sense that like, I love doing it. I'm really passionate about it and I love serving you. And so I feel that pressure to, to keep my pace going and I was kind of expressing a little bit of that initially to her and she's like, get curious about it. I wonder if, if allowing this time of transition to be what it needs to be and giving yourself that space to focus on your family more, to turn inward more, to rest more, to emotionally process everything that's happening more, giving yourself space for that will allow it to be a much healthier time and a much more fruitful time, right? Then if you just continue to kind of keep your head down, going, going, going and focusing on the production or the to-do list or just, you know, very, very task oriented, right? Outcome oriented. And so it was great. It was a great reminder to get curious about what's going on beneath the surface. And that's what I want you to do too, is whenever you feel those kinds of internal pressures, or you feel like, you know, maybe there's like even external pressures, I want you to get curious what's behind it and really be willing to explore it. Because even just taking a few minutes yesterday to take a deeper look at what was like what I was feeling and what I was sensing was going on in my mind and in my heart and what was causing me some of that disoriented feeling and kind of that, like, I didn't feel very grounded. I didn't feel very, I felt more of the stress and anxiety than I usually did. And when I got curious about it, that's where I saw like the picture, the full picture of exactly what was contributing to it. And I was able to then start to work through some of those things in a much healthier way instead of just being a victim to it, right? Because I just wasn't aware. And so 
when I felt that pressure to speed up, I noticed for myself, this is what happened when I explored it and I saw what is beneath this. So again, ask yourself those questions. What is beneath this? Can I get curious about that? Not judging it immediately, but literally just being curious and compassionate with yourself of, okay, what's going on beneath the surface here? What am I feeling? Where might this be coming from? You know, and, and what, it, what is this contributing to? And I notice for myself, I'm feeling pressure to speed up because it feels easier to do that external work, to be productive, to get tasks done, to focus on those things, almost as a way to distract myself from the discomfort of transition. So let me say that again. I've noticed for myself, and I noticed this in a lot of the women that I coach, so this might be the same for you. I notice that I pour myself into doing, 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 going, 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 and busyness and the external productivity, performing, achieving, doing things that like give me that tangible external validation almost. I tend to want to pour myself into that to avoid the discomfort of some of the harder things that are happening in life or maybe it's emotionally, right? And so in this case for me, feeling so much shifting around me and about to be changing, It's almost like it's easier for me to distract myself by just continuing to push forward. You know what I mean? But when I take that step back and I look at it, honestly, I'm like, what is going to help me through this season is not distracting myself by trying to pour into more and more more external productive tasks, right? Or keeping up this rapid pace. It's actually going to be slowing down, giving myself the grace and space and permission to slow down, to rest more, to give more space for the kind of integrated approach to how can I help my family through this transition? How can I slow down enough to actually set conditions for a transition for myself from my army work here? into my next job, making sure I have everything packed and prepared, um, making sure that, you know, I am able to really spend that quality time with Tim while he comes for that one week we have of overlap while we're going to be moving him in and trying to take a week of leave and maybe go, you know, do a little bit of traveling so we can actually enjoy that time as a family. There's a lot that I want to, I want to make the most of that time, but what's not going to serve me, what's not going to help me is just head down, focusing on keeping up my pace of getting stuff done and producing. And so I just am extending a lot of grace to you if you feel some of those pressures too. And I noticed this reminds me back of when I was preparing for birth for my with my last baby. And I talk about this often every time I'm coaching a woman through preparing for birth because we tend to feel like it's exactly, I was literally thinking about this the other day. I feel like this time of long distance, because it's about to be coming to a close, it's like that final season and stage, like the month of pregnancy where you're just like, I'm ready to be done with this. And you feel so uncomfortable and you feel like so frustrated that it's not going by faster. And you're just like anything. I just want this baby to be out. And you're like doing all the things like all the, you know, old wives tales and tricks to try to get your baby to, to be ready to be born, you know, come sooner. And it's just, I feel like I'm in that place and it's uncomfortable being there and so what do we tend to do when we're pregnant and we're preparing for birth at the end of it we we tend to want to distract ourselves from the discomfort of waiting because sitting there waiting is like the most painful thing in and of itself it's like it feels torturous and so in a similar way that's what i was doing i was trying to distract myself in the waiting and in this transition season and the other part too that was coming up for me that was really interesting that I want to share with you too, very honestly, because this work doesn't end. The This is a matter of self-worth. And so 
what was coming up for me is some honest, honest thoughts that were in my heart and in my mind of who am I without my work? Who am I without everything that I'm producing? I won't be doing enough without my external work to show for this time. I won't be doing enough if I'm not still producing two to three podcast episodes a week. I can keep up in theory. I know I can. I have a great capacity to handle a lot and to continue to do this work even through a big transition because I've done it in the past. I've done it through my previous move. I've done it during the entire time that we've been stationed apart very consistently. I know I have the capacity to handle it, but just because I can doesn't mean that I should be pushing through and doesn't mean that that's the healthiest choice to make. It doesn't mean that that's what is best for my family. That doesn't mean that it's what's best for, you know, my relationship with the Lord and my relationship with my husband. You know what I mean? And so I have to just be really honest with myself about what is going to to help me keep my priorities, keep first things first, and to then let everything else flow from that. You know, if I have extra bandwidth to be pouring into podcast episodes, great. But actually what's probably most prudent is for me to batch record a few sessions ahead so that I'm not really having to record over this next two weeks. And that's what I tend to do. But it's that reminder, just like I, I really reinforce every time in coaching women through pregnancy and postpartum, just because we can do something during this season, just because our body might be capable of doing something, it doesn't mean that we should. It doesn't mean that it's actually what is going to serve our body, especially our core and pelvic floor, the best. And it, maybe it's more driven by pride and ego than anything. Or maybe for me in this case, like I was noticing, it's some of that, those questions of like tying my worth to what I'm producing. And and the truth is, you know, when I look at this at face value, I can, I can see, I can confront it with logic and I can really take these thoughts captive in obedience to Christ and, and say, no, that is not true. Who am I without my work? I'm still me. I am still very much me. I'm a beloved daughter of God and I am no less valuable if I'm not pushing out three podcast episodes a week. You know what I mean? It sounds so silly, but it, but it's true in that we sometimes tie these things even subconsciously together. And so maybe for you, it's, you are kind of in a similar place of feeling all that pressure to perform, to produce, to be perfect, to prove yourself in whatever way, shape or form it is. And that takes a lot of different forms, I would say, especially as military women, right? But who are you without all of those things? You're still a beloved daughter of God. That's where your identity is. And God can bear so much fruit, even in this inner work that's hidden, this inner work we do for our families, in our homes, for our marriages. It's not about what's externally visible to the world. And yes, there's beautiful service that God calls us to. You know, he calls us to this unique mission. And part of the mission he's given me is this ministry of Arm to the Heart and my coaching and in serving you, showing up day in, day out to serve you in this capacity, right? I know that that is my calling. But at the same time, also have to make sure that it's not compromising in any way my family it's not compromising my my own physical mental emotional health it's not compromising my marriage and so that's what i've been processing through and this was just yesterday really and i wanted to share this very honestly with you because again i think there's so many lessons here that are probably things that you may struggle with too or you might see yourself in some of these things and i want you to know i'm, I'm here doing this inner work every single day because this is what god calls us to do in order to grow in our relationship with him in order to grow just as into the woman he calls us to be and 
this is the kind of work that just has this beautiful resounding overflow effect on every single area of our life and ultimately on balance and so you know tying this back to what does this have to do with balance it has everything to do with balance because if we aren't willing to explore these things with curiosity and with compassion then what what do we risk we risk running ourselves into the ground constantly not giving ourselves space to process these things and realize when we are in a season where we really need to take that step back maybe and slow our pace down our, our pace of busyness our pace of producing our pace of throwing ourselves into doing 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 we need to focus on where is god calling us to also be and how can that be a gift for our family and for us as well that God wants to give us that we're just not receptive to you know and that was something I was talking about with my coach is I struggle with resting and I you know I've talked about this in the past and it's not something that's a one and done thing I have come a million miles farther than I used to be on this journey which is why I'm so passionate about helping women through this too it's a big part of finding balance is learning how to rest well learning how to honor the sabbath in in both kind of in in spirit and letter of the law right but also it's what does it mean to have this integrated approach to balance in our lives and we have to recognize when we should be pushing through and when we need to take that step back and slow down a little bit and maybe re-examine some of these things so that we can then allow God to help us prioritize where we're spending our time. A lot of this is, is related to those internal and external pressures that we're facing. And as I expressed to my coach in my response back to her, a lot of this also comes down to the way that I've been conditioned for my entire life. You know, I've been conditioned to really keep pushing through, keep pouring myself out into a lot of external work and to take a lot of pride in that. And I've resisted resting because I never felt like I had permission to actually rest and to take care of myself too. It was just every, everyone else and everything else that needed to be taken care of and needed to be done at this like standard of excellence or actually in my eyes, it was really a standard of perfection. This is a unlearning process just as much as it is a growth process. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable, it's hard, but it's worth it. It's worth it looking at these things. Honestly, it's worth exploring and it's worth bringing to the Lord because when we start to draw awareness to what's going on beneath the surface, that is where all of the beautiful healing lies because we don't have to stay stuck as a victim to it. We don't have to stay trapped in a prison we don't even know we're in. This is such a great example of the power of coaching because they can see things that we can't see quite the same ourselves or that maybe it's hard or we don't quite have the courage to even look at ourselves or explore and we have that accountability. My coach, I asked her for accountability on a few different fronts with a few things in the last week that then carried over into the way that you know she was helping support me through this week. And so it really can just make all the difference in the world in both our ability to handle all the things that life is demanding of us, but then also our own mental health through that and the way that we are prioritizing and spending our time and just able to process these things emotionally. It can just be so helpful having a sounding board, you know, who shares your values, who understands those challenges and struggles that you're facing and can really help you work through it. That is what a coach can help you do. And I wanted to share this honestly with you because here I am leaning on my own coach and if without her perspective, I wouldn't have felt like I had permission to even look at these things. I wouldn't have even necessarily thought to quite explore some of these things beneath the surface and I wouldn't have felt like I had as much permission to really slow down and to give my family the time that it needed, the focus and attention that it needs during this time to give this transition phase the time that it needs, to give my marriage the time that it needs. And so 
that's what I want to give to you today is wherever you need that permission to, let me give you that permission slip. And if you two are feeling resistant to slowing down because you're feeling that pressure to keep doing, 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 going, 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 serving, 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 I totally get it. That's my natural inclination too. That's my natural drive. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a gift that God has given us, but we have to allow him to temper it with himself and to show us our humanity and to show us that we also are going to need to rest. And that, you know, sometimes that drive can also come at the expense of what's most important if we aren't careful. And so this is me behind the scenes, real life working through that right now. And I hope that this was helpful to you. And I encourage you to take a few minutes to explore whatever those pressures are that you might be feeling and explore what's beneath that. Ask yourself, you know, what's going on beneath this? What are those deeper layers there? And that can just be so freeing to bring to the light and let God into. Okay. So that's what I love to do for my clients and to also do it in a way that helps them give themselves more grace and compassion. And it's non-judgmental because you know, we're already judging ourselves so much. Like I said, we don't need somebody else to judge us. And so having, giving them that safe space where they can really feel like they can open up, that is super important to me. And so I always make sure that that is at the forefront of my initial conversations with clients and in the groups that I run or in the coaching calls. It is really, really important to me to feel like you are in a safe space. And so you can expect that from me from either one-on-one coaching, group coaching, or any of my courses as well, or programs. So I hope that this was just a little bit of a window into my heart, and I hope that it meets you where you're at, and it was exactly what you needed to hear today. So if this blessed you, then I would love to either receive a note from you via email at megan at armedtheheart.com. I would love to hear your biggest takeaway from today, or I would love, if you haven't yet, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's the number one way to thank me, and I just love hearing from you. I read every single one, and it just makes all the difference in the world in encouraging me, you know, as I'm juggling this and mom life and military life and time station apart, solo parenting, all the things. It's just, it's not easy, but I know that it's worth it because I know how deeply that it's impacting you based on the feedback that I've received. That's what matters to me. I feel, I just feel such joy in being able to serve you in this capacity, which is one of the reasons why it's so hard for me to slow down and to, you know, to take this time to slow my pace or to um, pause a little bit more in a certain season because it's just so fun. It's so joyful. And I hope that that joy really comes across to you too. And so much of the content that I bring to you is just really Holy Spirit led and is also, you know, based on the fruit of so many coaching calls with my clients, so many conversations that I've had informally, even with so many of my peers and my sisters in arms and and also mamas outside of the military too who you know are wrestling with all these same things of trying to figure out how to find balance through pregnancy and postpartum and as a working mom whether or not it's in the military and the pressures that we feel in maintaining and getting back to fitness postpartum and, and all the things i look forward to connecting with you again soon my friend i'll talk to you later